Welcome to the Start Something Show. Join world-renowned experts, change agents, and everyday folks who have done the amazing. All here to help you start something incredible. Now it's time to step out, live your perfect day, and create a legacy with your host, Tina Dietz. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Backstage Pass, my superstarters. This is Tina Dietz. Thank you for joining me. And today, we have brought back... Pamela Thompson, international consultant, business coach, and the author of the number one Amazon bestseller, Learning to Dance with Life, a guide for high-achieving women. And, you know, if you're a guy listening to this, don't be scared off. This is for you, too. It's okay. We're going to be talking about Pamela's seven keys for creative living. For those of you who have not heard Pamela's interview, please go back and listen to that because she talks all about the work she did with the World Health Organization and her management consulting business with uh, in places everywhere from Nigeria to Afghanistan, her experience living in Colombia in the late 80s when uh, everything was pretty hot in that region of the world, um, including and, and raising a family at the same time. So uh, Pamela is a wealth of information. I'm thrilled to have her back on the show to talk about the seven keys to consciously cultivating improved health, happiness, fulfillment, and inner peace. Pamela, thanks for coming back. Thank you, Tina. I'm so excited to be here, and it is an honor to be on your show. Oh, thank you so much, honey. I appreciate that. Well, I, the, I know in our regular show, you have a deep background in academia as well as management consulting, working with governments and all of that. So I was throwing all kinds of questions at you that I normally wouldn't ask because uh, the depth of your, your work and your experience are really intriguing to me. So now I'm excited to dive into some of the seven keys to creative living. But before we actually get to the keys that themselves. How did you develop these seven keys? Huh, that's a really good question. Well, I enabled myself self to have some space. I believe to create and the data show, if you want to be creative, you need to create space, be in nature, meditate, whatever you do. And actually, these keys came to me. And uh, I just basically when people talk about writing and flow, they basically came to me. I uh, after meditating and spending time, chilling, if you will, and then I substantiated them by doing in-depth interviews with women from North America, Asia, and the UK, and then I also tried them out, if you will, tested them out in a coach, group coaching program that I designed and implemented, oh, two and a half, three years, two and a half years ago, I guess it was. So, yeah, and then I really... <clears throat> looked at evidence that would support them and the evidence that's really supportive based on my work and the studies I've done is they're based also and supported by evidence from neuroscience, the health promoting and healing benefits of the arts in Eastern psychology. Wow. Wow. You know, and, and this is one of the reasons again, why I'm so excited about your work and, and what I love about your book and everything is so well researched and tested and proven out, and rather than just somebody putting up a sales page, <laughs> which, and uh, it, which you know, it, you and I both can't stand. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a natural. I guess I'm an academic at heart. Yeah, so you, you and me both. You and me both. We're all kind of, but it's just like, well, where did you learn that? Well, who did the study? Who paid for the study? You know. <laughs> <laughs> is there corroborating evidence? Yeah, uh, all of that. So, yeah, there's that. There's that high achieving woman thing there, right there. 
Um, now, the seven keys that are in your book, along with the 19 characteristics of high-achieving women, which I think are very important because those of us who are high-achieving sometimes don't recognize that we are high-achieving and tend to um, unduly beat up on ourselves as a result, some unrealistic expectations. Um, so what do you think are uh, of the keys, your seven keys to creative living? Uh, well, why don't you just tell me some more about those those keys themselves? Well, Tina, in the time we have, I think it may, I'll, I'll tell you probably about three. Yeah, let's, let's, let's and, do three. And and based on what you're saying is is what I found and what I feel is, are all of them are important. Um, but one of them is listen to and trust in your body's wisdom. What I know to be true is I've made, when I look at my life and reflect on the decisions I've made totally from my left brain and, you know, doing the pros and cons list, they've not always turned out to be the right decisions for me. You may relate. Yes. However, the ones that I've made from really listening to my body, my heart and my gut and going inside and asking the question, if you will, have always been the right ones for me. So what I do with, with women is I really help them reconnect with their body's intuition and learn to trust it. So some tools related to that, because many of us have trouble sitting still, driven <laughs> high achieving women are dodging your days, is I, I find that mindfulness walking meditation is a really good tool. So I recommend people try this for 30 minutes, three times a week to start is when you go out in nature and instead of processing stuff that happened yesterday or that might happen tomorrow or that happened today, you instead focus on all your senses. You smell the salty air if you're by the sea. You hear the leaves crunching underfoot. You look at the beautiful sunset, whatever it is. And your head, you know, the thoughts will come and you just let them go through and you, you, you do this. And, what it, and, and I'm always interested in what women find. But in general, it helps us become more aware of our bodies. And then I move them through different processes where ultimately I teach them a process that helps them in decision making so that they know totally when they've made a decision, it's the right one for them. And so that's part of what I do because really helping driven women get out of their bodies or get out of their heads and into their bodies. So that's the first one. Perfect. 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 Let's just, oh, I know that for myself, sitting for meditation is impossible. Both of my parents are yoga teachers and uh, I love it, but walking and doing this kind of walking meditation is the only way that I've been able to connect with the sense of meditation. So I com I'm completely relating to that. <laughs> totally, 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 totally. All right. What about the next one? The next one is tap into and express your creative side. Now, many of us, when we were kids, were really artistic. Like we painted, we danced, we, uh, we wrote. I was actually writing a, a fantasy novel with my best friend when I was nine. So we did. So and then when we were about nine or ten, someone said to us, like, Someone of import in our lives said, oh, you'll never make a living doing that. So we put it to the side and we, you know, we don't do it anymore. And what I know is that when I do something creative, like I don't feel, I didn't feel I was very creative. And then I took a pottery class a few years ago. And what I found is when I started to, you know, um, use the potter's wheel and, and mold the clay the chatter in my head started because I had to focus on what I was doing. It was amazing. And I went into this place of childlike wonder. 
and you forget all the stuff around you. You leave that chatter behind and you really focus in the moment. So I encourage my clients and and also would suggest to the listeners to reconnect with an artistic or creative pursuit that you did as a child or do something that you've always wanted to do. It could be take, taking piano lessons, taking salsa lessons, and notice how you feel when you're doing it and reflect afterwards the difference that it's having in your life. So that's, key, that's the second key. Tap into and express your creative side. Beautiful. Now, for the women listening who are saying, well, when am I going to find the time to do that? Why should this be a priority? Because if you'd... it w- When you create the space for you to do these things, it could be gardening. It could be, it could be cooking. Like if you love to cook, give yourself time in the weekend to to cook an amazing meal for your family. Because when you create, it not only relaxes you and grounds you and gets rid of stress on your body, but it also then will move into your business and by becoming aware of these things that help you be creative, then the, another tip is to identify the times in the day when you're most creative. And if you're, when you're an entrepreneur, and even when you work for others, using that time of day to do your creative work. Instead of answering emails, rather design your new program, write your copy, whatever it is. Very good. So it kind of unleashes the, uh, the flood of creativity that then spills over everywhere. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because sometimes we feel so stuck in our businesses, not knowing what to do next. This sounds like focusing on ourselves and our own creative side then activates those places in our brain and even in our bodies that then uh, can help us move the those stuck places in other areas. Well put, Tina. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, momentum. It's all about momentum. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. And what about the th- a third key? Okay. The third one is consciously create right and left body balance. And by, I think many, just to refresh people's memories, the right side of the brain is the creative side, the emotional side, the unstructured side. The left side is the logical, rational, structured side. So what the Eastern cultures of China and India have known for thousands of years is that Balance is so important for our life and for our work. And they even have a hot and cold theory of health and illness. So if you're pregnant, for example, it's considered a heat, a heaty condition. So you eat what's called cold foods to balance your body out. It's fascinating. And we know traditional Chinese medicine is based on the, on the belief that all disease is caused by energy blockages in your body. So doing things like Tai Chi and Qigong, Um, the other piece that's more relevant today is Daniel Pink and his, you may have read his work, A Whole Brain Mind. I really like, he provides evidence that to be happy, healthy, and successful in today's world, we need to use both sides of our brain. And he, he, I really love his book. And, and so if we consciously use both our right and left brains, we will be healthier, happier, and more successful in business and in life. So a tool that I recommend that I found really helpful um, to use before I go to speak on stage, before I have an important meeting, before I meet with a client, is that I have a grounding exercise that balances both sides of me, where I imagine that I have roots going deep, deep down in my feet to, and going right into the earth and tapping into the beautiful earth energy and bringing it up through the roots, my legs, my belly, and coming to rest in my heart. 
And then I also imagine that I have branches going over out of my head and my shoulders, going up to whatever you call it, the source, the sky, the heavens, and bringing that beautiful loving energy in through the top of my head, in through my neck, and to coming to rest in my heart and feeling really balanced and cradled and supported by both the sky and the earth. And to do this, even if you have to sh- step outside or step into a, a washroom stall to do it, sure. or, because this is what you have to do, I find it incredibly empowering and also, you know, grounding from my belly and my heart. So when I speak, I come from a heart-centered place, but I also am in my power, so I'm grounded. And yeah, so I, I, I suggest to people that they practice this, and I, in fact, do it um, every day when I wake up and I have a habit of doing it as I, as I get in my car to go somewhere. So you make it a habit. Those grounded grounding routines are so, so important for, um, not just mental focus, but also, uh, um, managing our rather sensitive and hyperactive brains that we tend to have <laughs> as entrepreneurs and, uh, and high achieving women. I, I, I had talking to a client today and I said, I think your amygdala is on a hair trigger. Meaning that, you know, she was very, uh, she was so stimulated by both her surroundings and her own thoughts that like the least little thing was going to throw her into a state of deep, um, dramatic emotion. And uh, so sometimes the best thing, oftentimes the best thing we can do is have these practices to bring ourselves back down into our bodies and ground ourselves. But what you're saying is, and I think it's even more powerful is to make it a habit. And uh, my audience knows here how much I talk about habits. So <laughs> <laughs> those are beautiful. Okay, let's do a quick recap, though, of those th- of those three keys. Give them back to us one more time to really bring it home. Okay, listen to and trust in your body's wisdom. And a tool is doing walking mindfulness meditation three times a week for 30 minutes to start and noticing the impact on yourself and your life. Key number two, tap into and express your creative side tool reconnecting with an artistic or creative pursuit you did as a child or you've always wanted to do and start incorporating that into your life and into your business and a sidebar noticing the times you're creative during the day and using those to to do your creative work instead of answering emails for example and key number three consciously create right and left body brain body balance And the tool is this grounding technique that I mentioned, grounding yourself before an important event or meeting and making it a habit each and every day. Perfect. So super starters, if you're listening to this, you have a wealth of actionable items that you are now, I task you and challenge you to go ahead and start using in your life. Uh, all three of these keys, I can tell you from personal experience, um, one format or another, are beautiful, powerful, and quite extraordinary to uh, creating lasting change and having you reach your goals and at the same time as maintaining a sustainable, healthy mindset and body at the same time. Pamela, thank you for those three. That was very, very powerful. Thank you, Tina. Yeah. Uh, Now, a couple more questions for you before we wrap up here in the Backstage Pass. One is that I want to remind everyone that they can connect with you at creativelivingcommunity.com. And I highly recommend your book. I 
really do love this book. Learning to Dance with Life, A Guide for High Achieving Women. Of course, all the links are here on the website, so you don't have to worry about that. We got all that here. If you have not listened to Pamela's other interview on the Start Something show, make sure you go back and do that as well. Um, all you got to do is put her name into the search bar and all of her lovely things will come up for you. And finally, uh, Pam, I just have a couple more qu- uh, little questions for you before we before we uh, um, finish up here. Uh, one is um, if, uh, if you had to kind of start over again and start something new tomorrow, um, knowing what you know now, how would you um, – proceed any differently than you than you did the first time you started a business? Wow, that's a really good question. I don't think I'd change anything because I believe that we're here, we're, we're placed on earth, if you will, with gifts and talents, unique gifts and talents. And we're also meant to experience different things so that we can connect. We're given clues as we go along so we can connect with our true life purpose. And for me, it's like I had to go along the journey before I really got that I'm here to help build peace in the world one woman at a time. And so for me, I, I wouldn't have changed anything. I feel like I'm so blessed to have the work that I have, have had the life and done the amazing, had the amazing opportunities I've had. So I wouldn't change anything. Gorgeous. All right. And what's the legacy that you'd like to leave? Wow. Well, I had have this vision, as I mentioned in the in the show, about this globe of interconnected points of light around the world. And I see that as women um, integrating the seven keys to creative living in their lives and also creating opportunities for revenue, generating revenue as well as projects to support others in their community other women in their community. And my legacy would be, um, you know, those groups and this this social movement of building peace in the world one woman at a time. And yeah, I, wa- I want to go global with this. This is a really big w- vision. And in order to do that, I can't do it alone. This is something for everybody. This is just not my thing. This is, this is one of my, this is a, a big, a vi- big vision and a, and a gift that I would hope to leave with the world. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Pamela, for for being on the show and also for joining me on the Backstage Pass today and sharing some of your keys and and your life experience and your wisdom uh, with all of us today. Thank you so much, Tina. I've really enjoyed it and uh, I feel honored to have been a guest. Oh, it is our pleasure, my dear. Thank you again. And thank you, Superstarters, for joining us here today. You have your task. You have your mission. Go out, make it happen, keep your dreams alive, and we will see you next time on the Backstage Pass. 